guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism, quarantine edition. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Kirk Smith, and my co-host... Graham K. We're actually not even, this isn't the quarantine edition, this isn't the first non-quarantine one we have done in a long time. You're in my apartment. I feel like you're still quarantined. <laughs> I'm across the room, and I'm terrified. Not just that, you have locked yourself in this place, and you're leaving for nothing. There could be a man handing out $100 bills downstairs. I'm like, I'm good. I'm just fine and dandy. I've been, I've been out. I've been out. Okay. I've been uh, socializing a bit in parks. Uh, I went on a friend's rooftop for 4th of July. Happy uh, belated 4th of July. Thanks, bud. America. And um, I've been on going on protests. You know? That's true. I feel like you're... I've already had it. But I stay on the sidelines of the protest, and I wear a mask, and everyone's wearing a mask. So nobody can hear anything. Perfect. Well, I'm shy, Chef. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've already had it, so I'm a little less concerned about it. I'm still being careful, and everything's closed anyway, so you can't. There's no basketball yet. Did announce today basketball's back, and into the month. Like basketball hoops are coming back. Yes, and they're allowing it in city in parks. Because they took down all the... Hoops Actual in rims. New York parks. They yep. took down the rims. So uh, and then th- then you just left for Florida when that happened. Like, listen, uh, I got to draw the line somewhere. Mm-hmm. Enough is enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although yeah. professional basketball is coming back in two weeks. Not that I'm counting the days, and I'm pumped. It's gonna be great. It's scary. But this is uh yeah I know we're like this is like the yin and yang of autism of autism of a uh, podcasting uh, pandemic. I mean, this is comedian's guide to autism. We have two autistic loved ones. I have a severely autistic son, JJ, who I talked to today until he immediately ran to the bathroom. So my, you have to go. My, my voice uh, loosens his bowels, apparently. And so the guy's like, oh, sorry, we have to, we have to go. He's, got, he's, oh, he's in the bathroom. He's, he's going to the bathroom. Let me call you back. And tell us about your brother, Peter. Peter uh, was up at the cottage with my family yesterday, and they had the dog. And the dog loves being at the cottage. And it's my parents' dog. But my brother asked if he could take the dog home because Ooh. he likes to cuddle with the dog. He said, I like to cuddle with the dog, and I don't feel uh, that I'm not so lonely when the dog's there. That's nice. It's the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's great. Yeah. It's like a service animal. And I was thinking. A legit service animal. It re- legit. And I was thinking maybe he's ready because he lives on his own. He's st- still staying at my parents' house. But. I think maybe he might be ready to get his own dog. That'd be great. That'd be a huge step. I mean, it would be, we'd have to really monitor it in the beginning. And it's because, you know, if it doesn't work out, then it has to go back to the pound, you know? I guess my parents could take care of it. But two dogs, I don't know. My parents are too old for that. Yeah, they'd have to re, uh, rehouse it. What do they call that? Rehome it. New home it. I just realized this, AC, it in the head? this AC is on directly behind me. Am I supposed to leave this on or turn this off? Should we sweat or should we have the noise? Those I are the think, two options. Well, I think... It's it's a hundred degrees in New York right now. And very humid. We need the AC. All right. And I'm sorry about the uh, the AC in the background audience. I feel like that's kind of our thing. Bad audio. Something always is wrong. You're we try wrong. our best. I drove all the way out here. AC is on, but it's 100 degrees, and I'm with you. I think we don't uh, turn it off. There's nothing else we can do. You know what? This isn't our our news article. I guess it could be, but there was a big. Um, story in the news two weeks ago of an influencer and those of you who 
longtime listeners, I'm sure, know this story because it's on the news. So if you're connected to autism, you probably read this. Who adopted a son with autism, was her fifth kid or sixth kid, and then gave him back up. That was a big thing. What? Yeah. Okay, I guess we have a new news article. We're changing it up midstream. We can read both. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Yeah, it was a, a social influencer who Oof. adopted a boy with autism and then... For the, for the clicks. And, and, well, she had sponsors. And so that's the allegation that it was... Uh, uh, she was a YouTuber and her name was Micah Saffer. And uh, YouTuber Micah Saffer rehomed. That's the word I was looking for. Rehomed. Let me do the news. Story. Let me, you know what? Let's just jump, jump into the news. Yeah, so, jump into it. All right. So this is on NBCnews.com, but it's everywhere. YouTuber Micah Soffer under fire for relinquishing custody of her son with autism. Soffer's adopted Huxley from China in 2017. Shows a cute picture. Very cute boy. Very cute little boy who won't make, not looking at the camera. So there's a, there's a good clue. Mm-hmm. An influencer with mul- uh, who multiplied her following by posting YouTube videos detailing the process of adopting a child from China now places backlash for permanently placing her son, who has special needs, with another family. This story boils my blood. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I, I, I'm, I'm a little sad more than angry that she didn't take the time to research what could have been involved and don't just focus on the clicks, focus on the fact that if it's special ed, what's involved. Anyway, here we go. There's not an ounce of our body that doesn't love Huxley with all of our being. There wasn't a minute that we didn't try our very hardest. Uh, Micah Soffer said in a YouTube video Tuesday entitled, An Update on Our Family. After multiple evaluations, numerous medical professionals have felt that he needs a different fit and that with his medical needs, he needed more. For us, it's been really hard hearing from the medical professionals a lot, so I feel like she's pushing the decision back on the medical professionals, blaming them for it. Anyway, a lot of their feedback has been really upsetting for us because it's not what we ever wanted to hear. Yeah, but what, oh, so the other family, they're just uh, a team of doctors? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> the new family better be a team of doctors. Well, they're not YouTubers, so we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the Soffers said that they held off on sharing the news and Huxley would suffer said they held off on sharing the news that Huxley would be living with a different family out of respect for his privacy. According to Micah, the adoption agency was able to place him in what we feel is literally a perfect match. Do I feel his failures a mom? 500% she said Tuesday, but it's not about me. And this journey has been the last couple of months, the hardest thing I've ever could imagine choosing to do. The couple posted videos since at least 2014 on Michael's individual channel and their joint accounts, The Software Life, which have more than 700,000 subscribers and 300,000 subscribers, respectively. So they've got two accounts. The Softers have four other children together, one of whom is from Michael's previously re- previous relationship, uh, other than Huxley, and they announced that they're planning to adopt a boy from China in July 2016. They're producing... Okay, let's go forward a little bit. Okay. She had vaguely referenced uh, Huxley's special needs in some other videos, including one in which she advertised a fundraiser for her son. The first, the YouTubers first explicitly revealed the extent of his needs in an article she wrote for Parade last year, saying that Huxley was diagnosed with quote a stroke in, uh, in utero, which has level three autism and sensory processing disorders. So, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll hold my comment on that till later. At first, we couldn't wrap our heads around the special needs adoption. We would just say, no, we can handle it all. We just want a simple adoption. 
But as we let the idea soak in, God softened our hearts. Don't put this on God. And before we knew it, we were open to almost every special need in the book. She and her husband were criticizing social media with cancel my cast stuff. It's all together. I'm having a hard time. Cancel the show, basically. Trending on social media shortly after the announcement. So, yeah, and then it posts a bunch of the... the um, the comments, which are all over the place, and some of them feel like uh, many noted they no longer feel comfortable accepting parenting advice and would be boycotting her channel. Yeah, I don't know if you could take parenting advice from somebody who's giving back their kid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it gets really hard. Send them back. Save your receipts. My advice is save your receipts. And... Uh, Okay, so I'm jumping down to the bottom. Stafford's attorney reiterated, reiterated that Micah and James' video announcement stating that they believe that, quote, the family made the best decision for Huxley. Boy, I love how, ooh, talk about spin. Okay. Our clients came to the difficult decision to follow the advice of medical professionals, the attorney wrote in the statement. To be clear, this did not include any considerations for placement in the foster system, but rather a hand-selected family who's equipped to answer his needs, and they were forced to make a difficult decision. But it's a fact, and the right and loving thing to do for the child is what their attorney said. Woo. What do you think, bud? I stupefying is the word. Yeah. I think they they deserve all the backlash they're getting. I, I, I think it's, well, at the very least, the sponsors should cut their, cause they're had sponsors. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine what you're feeling as a father. My first thought is that's an option. We could just send them back. <laughs> but you wouldn't do that anyway. <laughs> joking, of course. Yeah. But I, I, of course, joking. It's crazy to me. I mean, I don't know what uh, little Huxley's level of disability is, but I know that my parents are in their seventies and they're still taking care of my brother. You can't tell me that you have less energy to do to do that than my parents. Well, the thing that bugs me about it is the fact that when it's time to monetize a person with disability, you're all on board. That's and, right. And then when it's time to do the work, ooh, a little hesitant. So she had the the Huxley for two years? Did I, did I yes. catch that? a little more, I think, yeah. Yeah. That's, it's every day having a disabled person in your life. It's every day. And I'm not, I'm not judging at all like i feel like I we feel all like think about it you know oh it's like you all have your moments i'm sure as parents go oh this is too hard i can't do it well i do think there is a real conversation that happens with parents that me and jj's mom had a several times as he's growing up about his living situation where he'd be best suited as far as uh, i think jj's even more severely disabled than huxley Excuse me. And uh, so trying to have a discussion about is there a specific facility that would have floors that he couldn't rip up and the drywall that he couldn't pull out and eat, which JJ used to do. And he couldn't tear down, tear the walls off their hinges, which he can do. He gets at like a good angle and just pulls on it. Um, so that's a tough, very personal discussion, and I would never judge a parent about that. I just don't like the fact that she's making money off of it. And then when it comes time, then, then, then it gets confusing. It's like, yeah, I don't, that really makes me uncomfortable. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Graham is in a slight coma over here, ladies and gentlemen. He's been working on writing packages day and night, day and night. I had to wake up early. Um, He's on Good Morning Canada. Yeah, it's called Your Morning on CTV in Canada. I had to wake up super early. But that's not what I was thinking about. I was having, I was just thinking about all the uh, COVID coming out of your mouth right now in my, in oh, my apartment. Oh, got it. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. You, you, you burped and, I was, and it just threw me into a spiral. Got it. Yeah. I don't think I've got it. I feel strong like a horse. I'm strong, Graham. Stronger than ever. Yeah, I don't I'm, know how this works. I'm going to definitely die of a broken heart, not from COVID. Uh, you can't you can't break what's already dead. <laughs> it's just how do you break blood a blood from a stone, my how, friend? How do you break a dying fl- uh, plant? Plant's been dead for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> water or no water, that plant's dead. Yeah, I I don't know. I think that's a very sad story, and it's about a stupid woman. Well, we don't have to do it. We could edit this part out. No, I I that's my opinion on the story. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Should we do on to another, the other uh, article? Do it different in the news? Yeah. I this, can read it. This one was, uh, I'll set it up for you, bud. This is Spectrum News, and uh, Graham and I thought this was interesting. We haven't covered this exact topic, but uh, I'm always encouraged by the science and the people smarter than me that are taking the Which time. There are many. To put the research. Really, the, the Venn diagram is a... Mm-hmm. a or the, the, the exclusion, the, the number of people that are smarter than me versus dumber is much oh, I love I love you trying to explain this. <laughs> <laughs> Proving the point. <laughs> oh, man. Dampening Sometimes overactive brain circuits alleviates social and spatial memory problems in a mouse model of blah, 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 deletion syndrome. <laughs> it's, a, it's 22Q11.2 deletion syndrome. Who's dumb now? Okay, go ahead. Me. <laughs> I didn't say I was smart. According to a new study, it's tough to call someone dumb and then just dive straight into that opening sentence. That's a tough opening sentence. Um, the, f- the findings hint at the possibility of novel treatments uh, for some difficulties associated with the syndrome. Deletions of DNA in a chromosomal region known as 22Q11.2. You know, just, I'm not going to say it ever again. So, um, cause intellectual disabilities or other cognitive difficulties, as well as psychiatric conditions such as schizophrenia. Uh, About 16% of people with the deletion also have autism. The type of severity of traits vary from person to person, in part because the deletion can span roughly 20 to 50 genes. The range makes it difficult to design targeted therapies, and many people with deletions of 22 blah 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 are prone to drug-related side effects such Perfect. as seizures. Side effects with drug treatment in one of th- is one of the hardest parts of dealing with mental illness, says Julia Kahn. Uh, a postdoctoral researcher at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia in Pennsylvania who worked on the study. Being able to circumvent that in a very directed manner would be really life-changing for a lot of people. The study identifies the neural circuits responsible for the select behaviors in model mice and shows that Manipulating those circuits could offer a new treatment strategy. That's, that's, that's pretty awesome. I like that. It suggests that therapies can be symptom-specific. 
says lead investigator Douglas Coulter, professor of pediatrics and neuroscience at the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia. Um, Designer receptors is uh, the title of this next part of the article. Um, Coulter and his colleagues manipulated circuits in two regions of the hippocampus. You know where that is, don't you? Up in your head. Yeah, um, good. Um, <laughs> in the model mice. Um, in the specific genome, the 22Q in the model mice. Uh, the, v- the ventral region, which governs social memory. And the dorsal region involves in spatial memory. They focused on the hippocampus because it is important to social cognition in both mice and people. And previous studies have shown it unusually small in people with 22Q deletions. Before the manipulation, mice missing 22Q perform worse than controls on tests of their social and spatial memory. The study shows that mice do not distinguish between a new mouse and one they have already met. And they have trouble recognizing when an, ob- uh, an object in the cage has been moved. Brain imaging also showed that the model mice have overreactive neurons in the hippocampus. This, or the team used a method known as chemogenetics uh, to dampen this overactivity. They gave the mice an injection that prompts some neurons in the hippocampus to produce designer receptors. They then injected the animals with experimental drug that binds only to those receptors, making the neurons less excitable. The animal's behavior changed depending on where they received the injection. Social memory improved when the drug targeted the ventral hippocampus, and the spatial memory improved when the drug affected neurons in the dorsal area. Too much uh, inhibition in either area caused the animal's memory problems to return. Using the same technique, the researchers also gave control mice drug-sensitive receptors that either activate or quell uh, the same circuits in the hippocampus. After both treatments, the controls showed the same social memory problems as the mice with 22Q deletions. The results indicate that disrupting the circuits in either direction is enough to change behavior, even without underlying genetic mutations. The findings were published in May in Biological uh, Psychiatry. So uh, ending this article, um, look, what is the target? What is the treatment target? Um, Chemogenetics is a long way from use in people, but drugs currently on the market may be able to achieve similar outcomes by nudging circuits into a more balanced state, says Peter Scrambler, professor, professor of molecule medicine at University College London, England, who is not involved in the work. It's a proof of principle, he says. Manipulating circuits that govern specific behaviors should be a goal of all current work at this point, says Anthony Lamantia, professor of developmental disorders and genetics at Virginia Polytechnic Institute and State University in Blacksburg, who is not involved in the work. This is much more targeted and precise. It should make everybody in the field think through how to design their experiments. 
Targeting circuits in the hippocampus could help people because finding in the hippocampus in mice typically translate well to humans, says Rebecca uh, Piskorowski, head of synaptic, synaptic plasticity and uh, neuronal circuits team at the Institute of Psychiatry and Neuroscience in Paris, France, uh, who is not involved in the work. That would be a long title to put on a card. Um, a lot. There'd be a lot to put this, on your, your Tinder account. This kind of targeting might also help at any age. The method improved um, memory in adult mice, suggesting similar treatments could help older people with 22Q deletions and not just children. This paper shows if you just adjust the activity in a tiny little space, uh, you can somehow compensate for all those developmental problems. It, this is particularly exciting. This is quite the article. You wanted to read it. No, <laughs> I'm, no it's done. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just in some, like my impression of it, it's very exciting that, you know, they're, they're, they say it's far away, but they say there are other methods to, methods to achieve the same, um, see, now I'm, I'm an idiot, but. <laughs> I was with you. I was listening. I'm thinking eye contact. There are other ways. you got something going on in there. Other ways to get this done um, by using specific, by, by using drugs to sort of manipulate different areas of the brain to alleviate the problems that people ha with autism have. Uh, like sensory overload, I guess, I gather is one, you know, not be having memory problems and also seizures, which is a big issue my brother has. I, I will say... What's going on with your brother with seizures? He has seizures quite often? No. Okay. I, I, it's actually not a big issue, but we don't know. I know that once I was on the phone, this is like a year ago or so, we talked about it already on this podcast, but I was on the phone with him and then he had a seizure and that was the first anyone had ever heard of it. I told my parents and went to the doctor and they're like, well, keep an eye on him, but, you know... And then uh, no seizures since that we know of. You know, who knows if he's had other ones. Yeah, I, just, I just was like dumb luck caught it when I was on the phone. Mm. Um, but anyway, he's alive. So he seems very healthy and happy. Um, how about JJ? He had, a, he had seizure issues. Yeah, quite a few gra grand malls, what they used to call grand malls, which is now called conic tonic, tonic, tonic colonic, I think. I'm close. And um, it's been about man, it's been a minute, been a minute, it's been a minute, it's been about a year and a half, maybe since yeah. you had one. Did he t get new medicine or no? Or they have new the new medicine that basically once he gets it, they stick it in his mouth that stops it. Is my understanding once it starts? But uh, that's one of my you know that's one of my concerns is that. At some point, he has a seizure, falls down, hits his head on the corner or something, and yeah, yeah. has a serious injury. So but that, probably that not the best idea for him to drive. No. No. So did you buy a car? Still looking for a car. We have a substitute car for him for the summer. Yeah. For the so home. So Kirk, just to, to catch you guys up, is thinking of buying a used car in Sweden for the center, the living yeah. center that uh, JJ lives at. He's done with school, and mm -hmm. job hunts hard right now. So talked to him today. He did go in the car ride today. He 
fell asleep in the car. He likes the car. He likes the car. I don't say it's... But you haven't bought a car yet. No, but we have a, a, a loaner car for the summer at the center. So that we have to give it back end of August. So I'm trying to get a car in the next two months. I keep hoping that uh, Americans are going to be allowed to travel to Europe and yeah, I can go pick it out myself. I'm a car weirdo. I love cars. So Not going to happen anytime soon, pal. I know. Well, Sweden's still open, but JJ's home is closed is the problem. Gotcha. Oh, you could still fly to Sweden? I think so. Sweden's open. Hmm. A lot of different countries are. I think Italy's turned back people from America yesterday. It was in the news. I think, think Sweden's relatively open. I would go direct. I wouldn't connect in some place that... Uh, but I think Heathrow. Yeah. I wouldn't connect in London. Because I think they require quarantine. Connect through uh, Houston. Just fly direct, man. Mm-hmm. Flew to the LaGuardia last week, two weeks ago. It's new now, and it's not a dump. Shocking. I'm like, what country is this? America's supposed to have a terrible airport. <laughs> LaGuardia was one of the worst airports in the world. It was a bus station. It was worse than a bus station in Ecuador. Yeah. It, it was, was crazy how bad it was. It was bad. They always had a pipe, a hose, leading out leaking water into like a giant trash bucket. I'm like, this is the solution? A trash bucket? People come from the third world and land in America, and they're like, oh, I recognize this system where you have a hose to a trash bucket. Well, they fixed it. They fixed it. It's unbelievable. Just in time for no one to be there. I think that's why they got ahead. They got quick because they rushed it all because mm-hmm. nobody's there anyway. Who cares? <laughs> Work around the clock. I was there a couple times, and it was nice, like towards the before leading up to all this. It's nice now. They've got, like, hanging art and stuff. And wow. Yeah, Good. It's pretty Good fancy. Them. Good for them. Well... We did it. I'm going to go to bed. Graham's dying. This, uh, this, is, this, this is his final podcast. He's going to sleep. That's why I can't wake ben up Weekle. before 10 o'clock. I'm useless the you whole day. You take a nap. You'll be fine. I already did take a nap. You need to take a second nap, obviously. <laughs> <sighs> Guys, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and uh, review this podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you do it. Quick five stars and be like, Graham's very handsome, very square jaw. Anything you want to say, a little burn, I wouldn't mind either if it was a little burn on Graham where it's like, he's very handsome. Why is he pick on Kirk so much? Something like that, something innocuous. I'm joking. Any review and rating really helps us. Uh, obviously, we, we, if, you, if you want to give us a dollar on Patreon per episode, we're not going to turn it down. Uh, we'll take your dollar. And uh, all my social media, I'm Kirk Smith Comedy. Tell us about your social media, Graham. Oh, Mr. Graham K on Twitter, Instagram Boom. K on Instagram. Like and subscribe with the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Have a great week, guys. You can do it.